Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Well, hello, everybody. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining us. It's a very dreary, overcast Wednesday as we sit in our socially distanced studio and bring you this top-quality entertainment. Top-quality. Definitely words I would use. Probably the best podcast (laughs) that there's ever been. (laughs) Speaking, Speaking of... Not what you just said. Uh, did the storm already hit you, or does it look like it's gonna hit here? Did you guys get the storm? Yeah, like rain. You the know. fact that I don't know what you're talking about means it's about to hit. I mean, let's see how it sounds on the microphones then, because it looks pretty gnarly out there. Oh, jeepers creepers! That's a movie. I, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, an interesting one today uh, for you guys. I was trying to avoid dipping back into. Uh, War stories and such, but I saw something um, that I couldn't get out of my head while doing some research for this episode, and uh, I figured, well, it's technically the Korean War, so not super breaking the rule, because (laughs) nobody does Korean War things. (laughs) But honestly, with the way that our podcast runs, the odds of us finding a story not related in a way to a war, it's pretty low. (laughs) Pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty low. <laughs> so uh, this is an interesting story, and uh, I'm going to have Nick put two uh, article links in the yes. description for you guys. One is uh, a news report uh, doing an interview with some of the uh, the soldiers that were there at this particular incident. Juncture. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is uh, kind of a general summary that's got a bit more information from uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes. Uh, .com. Uh, just for kind of the broader context of this story. Now, as we all know, <laughs> the military has a lot of different names for things. So much slogans and jargon and terms and... Yeah, little little bits of slang, like, you know, calling the, the old school uh, grenades pineapples because they had that kind of yep. ribbed outer structure to them. Um, sometimes, you ever take things too literal, folks? <laughs> you ever take things way... Way too literal. (laughs) Well, that happened at the Battle of the Chosen Reservoir during the Korean War. Now, uh, our heroes or victims, I don't know what to call them, um, (laughs) were uh, up on this mountain at a reservoir uh, during the fighting against the Korean and Chinese forces. And it is uh, cold up there, man. It's, I don't know... uh, Korea can be an absolute frozen wasteland in the winter and very, very beautiful in the summer. I think they said in the article uh, below 30. Sorry, 30 below. Uh, Let me see if I can find... Oh, the reservoir temperatures range from minus 5 degrees in the day to minus 25 at night. So we're just... I'm guessing... Is that Celsius or Fahrenheit, though? Uh, It doesn't say, but this is an American article, so I'm going to assume it's Fahrenheit. Um, And so already they're not in a good situation because it's 15,000. Uh, of the Allied troops um, that are 
facing off against about 120,000 yeah. uh, soldiers of uh, North Korea and of China. It's like the Battle of Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. And classically, as these stories go, you know, very much outnumbered, uh, obviously outgunned, not in a good position, and with not a lot of supplies. And this feels like it's going to be a super heroic tale, and it kind of is, but also it's really, really not. <laughs> Um, because they started getting supply drops and getting in contact with, <laughs> with the main bases, uh, further into South Korea. And they asked for obviously ammunition and medical supplies and, you know, reinforcements if at all possible. Um, and they asked for <laughs> artillery ammunition for the big guns. Now, obviously you don't ask for very specific things. You use code words and yeah. their word for it was... Tootsie Rolls. They That's, asked for as many Tootsie Rolls as they could get. That that was their word for mortar shells. Yeah, which are absolutely necessary to defend a, a higher-up position. Yeah. Well, the supplies got there. <laughs> and uh, let's just say God bless our, our United States Air Force for their efforts and dropping in these supplies into the mountains. Uh, however, as we might, uh, you might be able to tell already from how deeply uncomfortable I am, <laughs> they opened some of the boxes to find that they were indeed full of the delicious confection Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> they sent them Tootsie Rolls. The actual candy. And my, my imagination there goes directly to, all right, they need a ton, I don't know why, but they need a ton of Tootsie Rolls. They... they just, they need a ton of a Tootsie Rolls? There's just some general chomping on a cigar like that. And by God, you get it to those boys <laughs> as a single tear rolls down his cheek. And God bless the United States of America. They deserve those Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> like, I went through, I'm going to say about three pages of Google results, clicking yeah. on everything about this, just to make sure that somebody was not fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> because... Wow. It's a true story. It's an absolutely true story. And, and in the, the other article, you could read some quotes from the fellows who were there who, who laugh it off. Now, this isn't just a story of them overcoming the odds and fighting off these enemy forces while being inundated with Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> this very quickly turned into MacGyver. <laughs> uh, if uh, I'm going to quote you some of the interesting parts of this now. Obviously, the chocolate-flavored candies froze in the inhuman temperatures, but the great thing about Tootsie Rolls is that they're edible even when they're frozen, and the sugar boost turned out to be just the jolt the troops needed. Realizing that when the candy warmed up, it became a kind of putty, they came up with a brilliant idea. The chewed-up Tootsie Rolls would become pliable when warm, but they'd quickly freeze again when exposed to the outside air. They started using this Tootsie Roll putty to patch bullet holes in their vehicles, in uh, fuel hose lines, uh, other equipment, tents. And when it was fixed, they just you know, collected their injured and frostbitten comrades, punched a hole through enemy lines, and they retreated to safety. They used the Tootsie Rolls to fix everything they need to fight their way out of an impossible situation. It became a sort I don't of, understand. It became a sort of chocolate cement. <laughs> and just to... Uh, dig their fingernails deeper into my eyeballs, they started calling themselves, this is the Battle of Chosen Reservoir, the Chosen Few. <laughs> Good God. They were granddads even before they were granddads. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I don't think I, I slept the first night I read this because it haunts me that I live in a world where this, this happened. I want to know if there was like one soldier 
when they opened. Like, everyone else was like, no, they didn't. And one guy was just like, sweet. <laughs> Shut up, Carl. <laughs> the fact that you just said that and the fact that that's part of my story pitch means we are once again on the same page with this particular thing. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. And with that, since this is a shorter article and uh, that's basically <laughs> all there is to it, unlike last time where Michael Malloy gave us an entire pitch, Rob, what do you got? Okay, so let me open my handy-dandy notes document for you here. So you so, use your phone. I, I write down on an actual notebook. I, I, I bought a small moleskin notebook, and now I can't find it <laughs> for this purpose. Shame on me. They're so <laughs> expensive. Um, my movie's called Roll Call. Okay. Uh, directed by Aaron Sorkin. Okay. Uh, who started directing recently, and I enjoy some of his efforts in that. And I kind of want him to help polish the dialogue anyway. So. Of course. Um, my cast is uh, Ron, Livingston, Ron Livingston. Yes. Uh, as the company supply officer. I forget. Uh, it's, I think it's called the Regimental S3 or something. Sure. The guy who's in charge of uh, like quartermastery stuff and supplies. And he's kind of like world weary and he's just bored sitting in a supply depot. Sure. Uh, also in the cast, um, I was glad to see by this point in American history, our military had started integrating. So I'm bringing in uh, Leslie Odom Jr. of Hamilton fame. That's very weird because I was almost going to cast David Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it and I said him like two episodes ago. So I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, I'll leave David out. I was like looking into Hamilton actors. I was like, I feel like I could bring some. Yep. <laughs> and as the uh, as the guy who's too excited about the Tootsie Rolls, Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, basically, I, I enjoy a lot of... Um, a lot of war movies that subvert the expectations uh, of heroism and of ingenuity and stuff. Like, there's a great, um, it's a great World War II movie called Kelly's Heroes with Clint mm. Eastwood and uh, Donald Sutherland, and I think Don Rickles is in that. And it's um, basically about a, a bunch of soldiers led by Clint Eastwood who find out that there's a bank behind German lines that is full of gold, and they basically lie. And trick the general in charge of their forces into thinking they're so gung ho, they're going on a mission of their own accord behind enemy lines. <laughs> uh, but they're actually just going to steal a bunch of gold. <laughs> and they put together like a crew of people. What who year are, was like, that movie? What? What year was that movie? I, I want to say 72. Okay, in the 70s. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, Eastwood's, you know, playing very much against type. And Donald Sutherland is the commander of the, uh, the Sherman tanks that they bring with them on it. And he's kind of like a proto hippie. Interesting. Like, he's just kind of out of it all the time. <laughs> and they wind up actually splitting the gold with the last remaining German tank crew in town because they both run out of fuel and ammo. Uh, and I like movies like that and, like, The Dirty Dozen that it's uh, it's 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 very much against the expectations of, like, a Saving Private Ryan. So that's kind of what I want to do um, is really highlight, like, when these Tootsie Rolls show up, you know, it, it, it's already been a bad day. Ron Livingston didn't want to be here in the first place. Well, no one did. But now there's Tootsie Rolls, and essentially there's kind of a lot of falling backwards into figuring out that like they can actually get out of this. I think it's probably going to hinge on Tom Holland being super into Tootsie Rolls. So, like, you know, you can, like, well, the best thing about them is you can put them in your mouth when they're frozen. It's just like sucking on a chocolate treat. But when you, if you just take it out of your mouth, look, it's like clay. And it's just kind of like... Suddenly a light bulb turns. My God. Yeah. The boys got it. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, these these other more jaded characters are kind of like, 
Oh, <laughs> there's hope after all. <laughs> Wait, useful? <laughs> mm. I kind of want there to be like a lot of similar things like that. Like uh, almost the Tootsie Rolls keep solving problems beyond even their actual properties. <laughs> I think we want to go even further than this. Like, you're frozen. Can you put them in a... I wonder if I can put them in this gun barrel and shoot them in the enemy. <laughs> like, it's going to be hard, right? Roll them up like a BB or something. Try, yeah. Like, Ow. <laughs> 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 Did, that that's chocolate <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's essentially kind of like an inverse heist movie and then you know they have one wantonly put together a crew and now they're going to escape using what they have in front of them so i, I i'm so, essentially wanting it to be a macgyver-esque escape room movie in okay Korea. so they're they're like behind enemy lines trying to get out and that's what yeah. that's this is their last ditch effort yep to use the tutorial all right mm-hmm. cool <laughs> And what was your title again? Roll Call? Roll Call. Roll Call. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the general gist of it for me. Nick, what do you got? All right. Um, my idea, it's ironic that you mentioned Sorkin as your director, because my idea is very stage play-esque. Um, the, the premise that I have is it's a three-act film, but each act is sort of a short story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have three characters, but... Each act is just kind of their own little short film. Um, and my my director of choice is uh, Nicole Holoff Center, uh, who directed Enough Said, a beautiful film with James Gandolfini and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, and she also wrote, or I, I believe co-wrote, um, the screenplay for uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me with um, Melissa McCarthy playing oh, Lee Oh, uh, that's um, the one where she's like forging yes. letters for it's famous It's a fantastic people. movie. Yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy is, is glorious in that film. Uh, she's my director of choice. My, my cast of characters, I have three actors for my soldiers. I gave them names, but it doesn't matter because we're going to lose track. So I'm just going to say first, second, and third soldier. Okay. Um, my first soldier, uh, the, the purpose of his first story is basically what the article entails. It's him using, discovering to use the candy to patch, like, uh, more equipment and tents and hose lining, like like it says in the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about him MacGyvering his way through that stuff. My second soldier, his story is a little bit more uh, wartime because he decides to find a way to use the Tootsie Rolls uh, to stick explosives to them and make them basically sticky bombs because they don't have any left. <laughs> so he's being a little bit more uh, offensive while as my first guy is being defensive. Um and my third character, my third soldier, badly wants to get out of the war, so he just eats all the Tootsie Rolls to induce diabetes and be discharged from the military. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so my cast for soldier number one uh, is Alden Ehrenreich. Soldier number two, I went a little bit younger. I'm using Chosen Jacobs uh, from It, who plays Mike Hanlon. The young Mike Hanlon, obviously. Um, and for my third soldier, I'm using Jesse Plemons because he's hilarious. Meth Damon. <laughs> and I love him to death. Uh, so that's basically my idea. It's it's three short films. Now, interspersed, the characters will be in each other's film. Like, they're all part of the same platoon. Mm-hmm. But they are, you know, they're supporting characters in the other person's story. Okay. Yeah, we've we've definitely got an anthology film here, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the titles that I came up with, honestly, I don't care for many of them. 
the last one I don't want to use. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, so my first one is Sweet Troops. My second one is Bittersweet. Third one is Cocoa Powder, similar, like, gunpowder. Um, and my <laughs> my fourth one... You're fucking face right now. <laughs> my fourth one is Charlie and the Chocolate Extract. Because what? Charlie is also a word for the enemy. What? In the military. No. <laughs> Stop. I just felt like I had to do that to see if I can give you a stroke. Straight up hate you, bro. <laughs> hate you. Oh, my goodness. Charlie and the Chocolate Extract. Okay. So that's my idea. Those are my characters. That's my director. And those are some titles. Okay. Let's, let's make this an anthology. Okay, so I think we've got a few that can actually work as films here. Now, here's here's my here's my pre-credits prologue. Is somebody at a stateside uh, candy factory? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, really botches botches the machinery pretty badly, and like accidentally sends it into overdrive, and produces like tons worth of. Tootsie Rolls. Like, way they, too much. Then they did more than they needed. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck it. Send it to the military. It'll look good for PR, and we could probably write it off for taxes. <laughs> and so just boxes and boxes of these things get shipped with, like, the official military logos on yeah. them and stuff. Uh, and that's why they wind up at, at this central processing place in South Korea. And, mm-hmm. we, and we see different boxes of them go to different locations. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we're seeing the anthology happen. Now let's see what were what were your stories that that's were that's great. I really like the idea of kind of us following the boxes of chocolate to mm-hmm. these different areas. Um, so I, I could probably um, turn the first and second story into one, which is using the offensive and defensive. One person patching the equipment and everything; the other one using it to make explosives. So so that can kind of be like the MacGyver that side will, of the that story. That will be our, our one that's closest to the actual story, I yes. think, is yes. how, uh, how we won the battle with Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. Loosely based on true events. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, this one's true. <laughs> just We put that in it, too. Like, black screen, white text. Surprisingly, this one is accurate. <laughs> and you know what? Let's do these uh, these different pieces in different styles. Okay, yeah. Like, that one would be very sort of... Almost this John Wayne esque film reel type thing of like how our brave and support the troops, you know, uh, in, in, very ingenious troops turn the tide of battle with what they had on hand. Yes. And it's got that kind of oorah thing. Yeah, to it. definitely. It's nearly propaganda. Yeah, yeah, it's very close. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting you brought up the fact that these should all have different ideas or, or styles because I was originally going to choose three different directors, but I didn't want to do that. I feel like that's. A little too much for, mm-hmm. you know, what we do here. If we're going to do that, I feel like we should do some type of anthology episode where we do different directors, you know, a Grindhouse movie or something. Definitely, definitely. Um, but, yeah, so, no, I like that idea of using different styles for each story. Um, I do think keeping it to three stories so we can move mine into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my Jesse Plemons story can be, like, either sprinkled in the middle or the end. Um, and he's the one who's trying to like get sent home from. He's literally just eating all the candy so he can get diabetes. <laughs> Scientifically, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if that's how diabetes works, but <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> oh, Wilford Brimley, R.I.P. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the that's the comedy pitch for him. It's just he's like, 
wait, I think I finally have an idea of how to get out of here. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's not diabetes. Maybe he's allergic to chocolate, mm-hmm. you know, and he just eats it because he needs to get the frick out of uh, North Korea. Yes, and I want to punish him. <laughs> wait, you want to punish Jesse Plemons or just the character? Both. Um, okay. So <laughs> I, th- I think Tell his, me, his attempts that be to, for to get sent home as a malcontent, those are always kind of fun to follow. Yeah. Like there's always that one guy. And I think, like, part of the story of the of, uh, from the actual articles is talking about how, like, these guys had, like, a shoe, huge sugar rush. Yeah. And this, like, helped them fight. Yeah. And I'm almost wondering, like, he's almost pulled it off. Yeah, Do you ever watch Blackadder? Uh, no, but I, I know it. Uh, the, the, fi- the final season of it is great. It takes place in the trench in World War One, and they're constantly trying to get out of being sent over the top. Yeah. Uh, in increasingly bizarre fashion. And I'm wondering... And it always gets turned around on them. And I'm wondering if he eats so many Tootsie Rolls and he's very, very close to achieving his goal. Like, maybe not. He doesn't get diabetes, but they're going to send him home on Section 8. Like, oh, he's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, like, so overcome with sugar energy. Um, somebody tries to assassinate, like, General MacArthur. And he just instinctively and super fucking quick prevents it. Yeah. And becomes a war hero. <laughs> And it's like, we got to get this guy on the front lines. <laughs> so what I like uh, is I think his story should be sprinkled, pun intended, huh? throughout the film. Mm-hmm. You know, his shouldn't be one straight through each act, each act. Mm-hmm. His should kind of be like, he's kind of like the um, uh, Jay Baruchel character in our Nuked episode. Yeah, he's kind of just doing his thing while everything else is going on. And we kind of just cut back to him every once in a while to see. Yep. The increasingly desperate Tootsie Roll-related attempts of, yeah. of Jesse Plemons to escape from Korea. Which is funny. You talk about getting medals and stuff like that. I was looking up military jargon and, and different slang terms and stuff, and one of them is neck candy, which is basically just the ribbons and medals you wear around your uniform. Well, that's disappointing. I got excited and hungry. <laughs> like a candy necklace. Mm, neck candy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Jesse Plemons is just running around. I, I think I think we should go allergic to chocolate. I don't think we should go diabetes, <laughs> just because I think it'll be easier. Because he's just like getting rashes all over yeah. his body. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it seems so unhealthy. Like imagine all of it just sitting in your lower colon. But no, you know what he's doing? He's trying to trick them into thinking he got some type of you know, jungle disease mm-hmm. or something like that, you know? It's all he has on hand. It's just a lot of Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. Maybe, like, at first he's trying to, like, patch it onto himself yep. in that putty fashion to be like, oh, Doc. Splotches. <laughs> uh, I got the, uh, looks at his hand. STD. <laughs> then one of the guys is like, Jim, you, the the wrapper is still on that one on your palm. <laughs> Guy in the bed next to him just, like, slowly lifts himself up. He's missing an arm, and he's, like, bandaged all over his head, and he, with great difficulty, stands up straight and walks over to Jesse Plemons' bed, and he leans in, and then he just licks his arm. (laughs) Yep. And then just goes back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like just constantly coming back to him and his frustrated attempts. Each time, it's just a different way for him to try and go into his... Going to his general, being like, yep. "Oh God, look at what happened." So this one is basically <laughs> this is Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the best laid plans of Jesse Plemons. But his roadrunner is the Korean War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the ever encroaching army of North Korea <laughs> in the People's Which, Republic of China. Which, funny enough, for those of you that don't know, that was the original uh, analogy for Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to get into that in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know what? I was talking about uh, Kelly's Heroes. So we can t- we can have a Tootsie Roll-related heist. They're trying to steal the Tootsie Rolls? No, no. Not. <laughs> the Tootsie Rolls just wind up being part of it. Like um, I'm thinking in a, in a similar vein. I'm trying to remember. Uh, what war does the uh, Kelly's Heroes take place? World, World War II. War okay. Yeah. Um, I, I remember like, um, Kim Jong-il and I think his father's name was Kim, Kim Sung, Kim Il-sung, something like that. Mm -hmm. Like both of them were super afraid of flying. Okay. Um, and anytime they traveled anywhere, even like outside of the country on state visits to Russia or China, they would exclusively travel in like these huge armored trains. Sure. They didn't want to fly. And they'd always have like lobsters airlifted to the train and stuff like that. So, you know, they're assholes. Uh, and I'm wondering, so, like, uh, I don't want to have them go for a vault. So maybe we have, like, our, the the jaded Ron Livingston character I was talking about, the company supply guy. Yeah. Um, finds out that there is an armored train um, that's going to be passing through the mountains. Okay. Uh, actually north of the battle where our, our heroes very ingeniously use the Tootsie Rolls to win. <laughs> Meanwhile, north uh, yeah. of the Chosen Reservoir. <laughs> and it's got like a bunch of gold that's been donated to the North Korean cause sure. f- uh, by China and Russia, you know, to uh, to you know, own the capitalists. Uh, and they're going to try and get it. And Tootsie Rolls wind up being like, you know, y- you had your sticky bomb thing. Like uh, they wind up being an integral part of the heist, actually, yeah. because... He brought a bunch of crates from his supply depot, but he didn't know that they were the Tootsie Rolls because of that same problem with the artillery shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all I've got is artillery shells and actual Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. we got to find a way to, like, they're going to take the gunpowder out of the shells and mix it with the putty, and that's how they make the sticky bomb. <laughs> yep. They put a bunch of the frozen ones on the tracks. Make an explosive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, just to, like, derail the train, just... <laughs> Half a ton of Tootsie, frozen Tootsie Rolls. There's there's one guy sitting at the edge of the track, literally just licking each Tootsie Roll to make a brick wall of Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> They're just He's just like, Mwah, plop. Train's Mwah. coming in an hour and a half. We got to make do with what we got. <laughs> I've only done like 33 Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> well, lick faster, Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like even they get to the they get to the back of the train and there's a locked door and like they, you know, they've lost their knives and they are almost out of ammunition. They can't get the door open and somebody has the idea to to warm up the Tootsie Rolls and stick it into the lock. Yeah, and then just wait <laughs> for it to for like open the door. I just well, it's cold outside. <laughs> I see the. Uh, like the the climactic moment of this train derailment or whatever it's mm-hmm. just it's literally a giant wall of melted tootsie roll and the train's going full speed and it's not like it derails or it like blows up or anything it just gets caught in the chocolate it's just like grinds up the wheels because it's it's hot under the train and yeah. it gums up the works and they're just screaming on the train what is this devilry this sorcery what is this sorcery happening right now it's some new American technology what is that what is it that you that they're using and of course everybody has to be like the the smartest guy in North Korea, 
if you're like in charge, he's like, ah, yes, I've heard of this. It's that new American train putty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It derails trains, but also it's as it's acidic, and if you touch it, it will melt you. (laughs) And then like the American guy who licked all of them is sitting over in the corner. He's bloated, just like. My tongue is so dry. <laughs> so very dry. I never Someone watch get me again. water. No, but here's a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Scoop some snow, Parkins. <laughs> get off your ass. <laughs> I like that. So now we've got, we've essentially got uh, a John Wayne propaganda movie. Yeah. We've got Looney Tunes and we've got Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I think we need one more. You want four? I think we need three big ones and the, the Jesse Plemons uh, chunk between okay. them. Okay. Just so, to, I think just for runtime, because I don't want to have to sit on the heist or the battle for, for too like long. 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else can we do? Like a half hour for each. Yeah. Tops. Um, hmm. Okay, so we got we got the the train. They're trying to, like, they're, that whole storyline is them trying to stop the train mm-hmm. with the Tootsie Rolls, because uh, it's what they have. Uh, the other one is... Um, patching up all the stuff so maybe they're like medics mm-hmm. uh the, the main uh so whether we use you know alden ehrenreich or whoever we might even have like a newsreel type announcer <laughs> like tootsie rolls presents yeah the march of war yeah it's... our boys in their tootsie rolls <laughs> <laughs> who would have known what they can do <laughs> but there's a lot of like extra footage that they forgot to take out where they're just like looking at the soldiers and they're just like you want to, you want us to talk about Tootsie Rolls? Is that is that word? <laughs> just that like film stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking. Oh, this is like fairly glib. Yeah. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a love story? In the third one, that I somehow absolutely want to do a love story, Rob. <laughs> so now I've got like a uh, a love story in my head. Of an American GI, like way behind the lines at a hospital. Yeah, um, he's like deep in South Korea. He's he's away from the action. Sure, sure. Um, oh, the dog is angry. That's fine. Um, I'm trying to think. All right, so I'm like I'm almost trying to do like a Hemingway story. Like he's behind the lines at a hospital, recovering. Maybe he falls in love with his nurse, or okay. the character's or, name has or, to be or a South Korean woman. Okay. Um. I'm trying to think of where to go with this and how it would involve Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, I mean, so let's let's we'll do the. They bond over Tootsie Rolls. They share candy while they're in the hospital. Maybe if we want it to be really satirical, maybe Tootsie Rolls are like a delicacy in South Korea, like or just chocolate in general. Maybe they don't. I mean, yeah, a country in the midst of incredible scale civil war, yeah, and, uh, political upheaval, probably in the same way that like there's that one episode of. Uh, Band of Brothers, where they're in Belgium, and yeah. they, they give a little kid a chocolate bar, yep. and he's like freaking out, and his yep. dad's like, he's never tasted chocolate. Yeah. He's only four years old. Um, so we do something along the lines of like, maybe he's, before he got injured or something and sent down to the to the GI hospital, yeah. he's got like a bunch of Tootsie Rolls packed away in his... He's got like a whole crate with him. Yeah, yeah. And like, even in his canteen, like they're just spilling out. Like, it's just, he put them wherever he could. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, let's do... Um... I've had Robin on my mind lately. Let's do like a, a sort of a Good Morning Vietnam. Okay. In in not the obviously the broadcast radio thing, yeah. but like you know he's getting close with South Korean locals and like maybe uh, he's he's recovering and he can't go back to front lines, but uh, he speaks 
so he speaks Korean yeah. maybe he's an in intelligence and he's teaching class English classes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's just giving these kids candy all the time yes and he meets a local girl and then that we do kind of a love story from there the classic like you know a farewell to arms type yeah. thing yeah absolutely or is that for whom the bell tolls I can never I, remember I think that's for whom the bell tolls <laughs> yeah <laughs> I never remember they're both great titles <laughs> yeah um, yeah no I like that so he's like he's maybe she's like another teacher or something in a local school and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they start bonding over different things. And he, she sees him giving the candies to his students and stuff and mm-hmm. just asking about that yeah. and what it is and all that stuff. And, and smooches happen. Yeah. It's it's the f- Michael Bay Pearl Harbor movies. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay doesn't want to talk about anything. It's true. I, uh, what's that that Affleck line that he had about uh, Armageddon? I oh, asked, uh, Affleck came up to him during uh, during filming, and he said, "Wouldn't it just be quicker to uh, train astronauts how to drill?" And Michael Bay just said, "Shut the fuck up, Ben." <laughs> I love that. I also love that it's a, a plot hole in a movie full of plot holes that yeah. I never thought of. And Ben Affleck thought immediately on the first day, like, they're astronauts. That's pretty hard. I don't want to say drilling is easy, but I just feel like they've at least got a head start on operating heavy machinery. <laughs> I, oh, I love God. Ben Affleck so friggin' much. For those of you that don't know. Um, so how do we end the love story? That's a good one. Uh, also, who is the love story? Who's the, who's the cast? Who do we use? Um... I mean, the, guy, the guys from my my list are, are probably all going to be in the heist one. The guys from your lists are going to be in... Jesse Plemons um, uh, is, you know, his that's his story. It can be someone a little older if we're going to have him be, like, military intelligence. Like, he doesn't have to be 20. Okay. Hmm. I am, uh... Let's see. I also want to make sure we use a Korean actress, too. Oh, how about your... Because uh, we didn't get to use him last time. How, how about your boy from Suits? Oh, Patrick J. Adams? Yeah, let's use Patrick. Well, we no, we we did end up using him for... What, did we? I thought we didn't. No, we did. What was this? Who was he up against? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. That would have been your cast. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, I don't have that in this notebook. That's an earlier episode, yeah. I guess. I thought, you know, I thought, I thought we, we got excited about him, but didn't use him. Oh, never mind then. No, we um, used him. Hmm. I'm trying to think. As far as I'm aware. And now immediately my head's going to just another show on that network, which is Psych. <laughs> yeah, which also stars uh, uh, Dulé Hill, is also in Suits. Fuck it, let's do Dulé Hill. Ooh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen him in a movie. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. He's handsome as shit. Yeah, he's just cool. <laughs> he's just cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he falls in love with a Korean local. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what actress we can use, because I'd like to use a, a Korean actress, but obviously I, I don't know many. <sighs> I, I only know two offhand that I know speak English. And one is this woman named uh, uh, Bae Jana, who was in uh, a show on Netflix called Sensate. And in okay, Cloud Sense8, Atlas, yeah. she's a friend of the Wachowskis. It's also badass and does mixed martial arts. <laughs> and the other is this woman who was in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron as a, uh, a South Korean doctor who Ultron like kidnaps and helps him make his new vibranium body that winds up really becoming Vision. What about Jamie Chung? Is she Korean? I just checked. She's the she, daughter of Korean parents, yeah. She isn't doing Korean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do her. All right. Yeah. So we're going to I haven't use... seen her in a hot second. Yeah. 
Okay, so beautiful. Um, Dule Hill, Jamie Chung. I passed her on the street in New York City once. Oh, really? I didn't realize it was her until after I passed. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you um, always get, like, six feet down the road, and you're like, yeah. oh, crap, that was Zach Woods. Dude, that was me with James Ransone. I was leaving work one day, no. and this was right after right after or right before Sinister 2 came out. Really? So I had known him as, you know, Deputy So-and-So from the first movie, mm-hmm. and I passed him. I, he's decked out in tats. I didn't think that because he's not in the movie. So he, I walked past him, and I'm like, that guy looks a lot like James Ransone. And then I just looked back, I was like, Shit, that's James Ransom. <laughs> and I think his character wears long sleeves for yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's, Cause he's in his sheriff's uniform, yeah. his deputy uniform. <laughs> Those um, damn starch khaki shirts. <laughs> but, oh, man, I so badly wanted to stop and say hi to him. Oh, that'd be so cool. That was also before he was cast, obviously, in It, when mm-hmm. he plays friggin' Eddie as, like, mwah, beautifully. Yeah, I just watched a deleted scene. Um, I don't know, a deleted or extended scene. From it, part two, um, when Richie is losing his fucking mind, yeah, uh, about Eddie, and they just kind of leave the camera on him for a while. And we go, God damn it, Bill Hader is such a good actor. He, like, I don't want to say he stole the show because everyone was fantastic mm-hmm. as the adult versions, but he was so friggin' good, so surprising, and I was so excited for him to play Richie. Beep beep. <laughs> um, oh, I got it. I got the ending of the. What do you got? It, it just occurred to me Wait, the ending of the romance I just said, one. What do you got? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, just you'll you'll float too. Just came into my head, and <laughs> don't worry, it's not like that. <laughs> so they're leaving. Hey, uh, they're gonna evacuate from their area um, on a ship because like there's this a is the love story coming. Yeah, the love story. Okay, because we gotta find a tag for that. Yeah, All the other yeah, ones yeah. have endings. Uh, and the ship gets hit, and uh, Dulé Hill and uh, Jamie Chung both go over the side, and he comes back up to the surface, and he's got a uh, like a life ring. And he's screaming her name because he doesn't see her, and he doesn't see her. And we're like, oh, God, it's one of these war love stories. And then she comes floating around from behind some wreckage holding onto a box. Of Tootsie Rolls. And it's a Tootsie Roll crate. <laughs> <laughs> it's her freaking floaties. You'll float too. <laughs> It's. I'm glad we started talking about it, or that never would have occurred to They're me. Flotation devices, it's emergency flotation sensor robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, there's the there's the there's the kiss in the water as they yep. embrace with all the fire and smoke around them. Yep. Everyone else is screaming in pain and agony. They're probably the only ones who live. People jumping off of the ship on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> There's a lot of Korean War content. <laughs> hey, O'Connor, looks like I have all the Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> hey, Benny, looks like you're on the wrong side of the factory. <laughs> I got to watch that movie for Halloween. Oh, I got to go through them again. But, well, I got to go through one and two. Maybe I'll watch three. And Scorpion King. <laughs> Scorpion King is not a terrible film. It's fun. It's a B-movie. The other Scorpion King movies are fantastic. Oh, God. They're so much fun to watch. They're so terrible and wonderful. <laughs> but the original Scorpion King movie is like, oh, yeah, if they made this in the 80s and it was a Schwarzenegger vehicle, oh, it would totally. probably be like the most fun. Yeah. That was just him preparing for Hercules. Yep. <laughs> Which I don't care what anyone says. His Hercules is friggin' fantastic. I like that movie. Such a good twist on that. Mm-hmm. How everything is actually based in reality and he's not actually a god, you know? 
I think it's implied that he is just because of how strong he is, but like... But the idea around... The notion that he has a team. No, no, no. The idea around all of the monsters that he kills and stuff, they're all not real beasts, you know? I remember the three-headed wolf thing just being three wolves and he was drugged. That, but also remember he sees like the centaurs when they're trying to battle and it's just the men on oh, the horses. Yes, yes, yes. Like everything is based in reality and I thought that was a really ingenious... Uh, way to do that. But there is a set, uh, over the credits, they do animated sequences yeah, yeah, of yeah. the 12 labors of Hercules, and he is fighting monsters on occasion in that, or at least like a big ass lion. Yeah. What yeah. I love about that is that they show like he did it with the help of his friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the labors of Hercules were not accomplished alone. Yeah. Which is a good twist in and of itself. <laughs> that there's always more to the story. People just want there to be one guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm Hercules. Um, so, okay, so we have all four stories now. We've yep. got, we got and Jesse. Movie so how ends... does Jesse Plemons end? He's got to be discharged. Yeah, he's the last one. He gets to leave. Uh, uh, the, the idea I had was he winds up becoming an accidental war hero. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. he can be either discharged for that, like he can go home to, for like fundraising, yeah, or he yeah, can yeah. be sent to the front lines because he's such an incredible soldier from their view because of the just the sugar rush. Do we want to... Do we want to... Um celebrate him or do we want to you know give him some shit you know he's he's a snake he's a he's a weasel he's he's uh he's hmm. a scaredy cat <laughs> do we want to have him like because the idea of him getting the medals would make it good because he's put to the front line and he's like shit this is exactly where i didn't want to be mm-hmm. you know or do we let him have his out and like send him home <sighs> man I think we sent him to the front line. I think we do. Just, it's it's honestly funnier to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who who is your cast again? Ron Livingston for the heist one is is what the cast that I brought to the table is going to be. That was Ron Livingston, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. and Tom Holland. Okay, Leslie Odom, Tom Holland. How did we get on talking about it again? Uh, oh, uh, you were, we were talking about accidentally stumbling into people on the street. And oh, yeah, Jamie ironic. Cause I was just thinking because like yeah. I chose chosen Jacobs for for my cast, and I was like, is that how we got there? No, it was James no. Ransone. Um, what do you got there? <laughs> uh, so we, we moved the we moved the podcast to Vancouver, and we changed the title to "What Do You Got There." <laughs> hey, what do you got there? Hey, um, my movie's boat. So this is the first time I'm going to recommend this on the podcast um i don't think we go with either of our directors i think we choose someone new because different styles totally now yeah yeah um now i still think we should just choose one director because otherwise we're going to be here for hours most definitely uh let's just start throwing names out until something sticks to the wall okay honestly Mm -hmm. with a budget he's he's rarely had one and i want to see what happens yeah kevin smith Oh, baby. I want to say yes to that just because, and I think I do. I think he's, I say yes. He's he's wound up becoming like a really good TV director as yeah. well, and essentially this is four episodes of television. And we know he can do different genres. I mean, look at friggin' uh, Red State. Oh, of course. You yeah. know? Um, it's almost a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm about that. Because originally who I was actually going to go with was uh, Jermaine Clement. Um, does, does he direct? He directs. You know, he directed. What do you do in the? Sh- what do we do in the shadows? Oh, right, so right, right. Because di- I was going to go Taika, but we, I think we've used Taika before, and I feel like Taika's too much of an obvious choice. Yeah, we bring him up a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> because we love him. Of course. Um, 
Yeah, I'm good with Kevin Smith, actually. I, I think I think that's great, especially because I just did the movies pop-up like two weeks ago down in Red Bank. Mm, took a I trip saw the around and, so yeah, cool. Took a trip around, went to the Jane Silent Bob Secret Stash, and looked at Jack's Music Shoppy. I am super bummed they took down the sign for the video store, though. It was still up the last time I went to the Quick Stop. Yeah, I, that was the first time I've ever been there, and I've wanted to go for like 15, 20 years. Uh, since I was a kid. Red Bank's a great town. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. beautiful. And uh, yeah, like being at the Quick Stop, dude, it was just like, like, because Clerks, as a as a writer, it's Clerks and Chasing Amy are two of my favorite scripts. Oh, yeah. You know, and just like being at the Quick Stop, because that's an indie film. They shot all the interiors there. Everything was, sh- it's not like, it's not like a big budget movie where they yep. use the exterior and then everything else is shot you know, on a soundstage. Yeah. So really, it was like, the, the biggest walking. pickup in the movie was on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking where, you know, Randall wrangled. <laughs> and I was so about it. Um, That's a joke. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely adore Kevin yeah. Smith. So I am fine with that director. Titles. Snoogans. Um. <laughs> Snooch to the motherfucking booch. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the only title I brought to the table is Roll Call. Yeah, I came up with two more that are very similar, which is just Sugar Rush and Sugar Run. And then I was also going to play up on it and do Sugar's Run, like Logan's Run. <laughs> um, I think Sugar Run might be good. Or I, I want, we need, like yours has a little bit of the pun in it with Tootsie Roll. Um <laughs> I, I, I want a pun. Something to do with military and candy. Um, roll out. Roll out. Autobots, transform and roll <laughs> out. Uh, I'm just going to type the word roll into Google. Roll call or... Yeah, that's that's what I said. Uh, roll... Oh, shit. There's a space in that. <laughs> Oh, Robert. Some days. Because <laughs> I was like, I think chocolate's too on the nose. You mean chocolate with Johnny Depp? <laughs> you mean chocolate with Johnny Depp? No, I mean chocolate. <laughs> you're, you're American, Peter. Chocolate with Johnny Depp. Um, roll sugar. Roll in the hand. Cocoa. Something. Oh, uh, what's that? What's that expression? Um, something the ball rolling. Keep, uh, get, start, start, get the ball rolling. Let's get the ball rolling. It's not bad. Um, ball rolling. Let's see. We got four stories. We have a heist. We have MacGyver. We've got uh, the only one word I can come up with for uh, Jesse Plummet's story is just satire. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like catch 22. Can we do something with that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh. Oh, man. This is always the hardest part, coming up with titles. Roll with the punches. Yeah. I like it. Roll with the punches. All right. Thank you, thesaurus.com. Because that's literally, you know, that's what they're doing. They're just like, (laughs) all right, we got these Tootsie Rolls. We got to do something with them. (laughs) That was the hardest part. Usually the names are pretty easy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm I'm good with that. Rock and roll. So, real quick before we finalize this world, um, in what order do we do them? Besides Jesse Plemons being interspersed or so we got the prologue. We have the prologue of them at the factory. Then I think we go 
honestly, the most unbelievable one is the most true one. So I think the war, the war story, the propaganda film. Yeah, the propaganda film is first. Okay, because that also helps set up with the prologue. Mm-hmm. You want to start with something that's easier to laugh at, I think. So I would say we do prologue, uh, that one, the MacGyver stuff, the heist, and then the love story. Sold. Yeah. Yep. And then again, Jesse Plemons sprinkled throughout because, tell me, how can that be profitable for Frito-Lay? Should we have, I think we should have a, a cameo from John Hamm uh, oh. being sent to the front along with Jesse Plemons. I'm always about a John with Hamio. A, with, a, with a certain implication that it's Don Draper. We're not going to say it, but it's, <laughs> it's for sure Don Draper. Like he oh, yeah, because it's the Korean War. Yeah, he introduces <laughs> himself as Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just says Dick and that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Small cameo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta go meet Lieutenant Draper. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever seen that guy before? Mm, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome as fuck, though. <laughs> and cuts to black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our movie. I think so. Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. I like it. Kevin Smith, uh, call me back. Um, I love you. <laughs> I love I, you so much. You so Thank you for much. making us Jersey Boys proud. Yeah. Um, so, for our next episode, folks, uh, I, for those of you who don't know and for those of you who do know, we attempted to do a guest spot back in episode, I think it was 16 or 15. About there, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there, um, way before COVID hit. Uh, and we did it, and the file got corrupt. So, we we never were able to put that out because the it literally, like, skipped every, like, third word of the podcast. It's the most bizarre, like... <laughs> I've been in this business for a long time. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen happen to a recording. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Uh, however, we are bringing said guest host back for episode 21, uh, so we really do hope you enjoy it. Our guest spot will be f- held uh, by Matt Delhauer of the Ginger Geek Podcast. The Ginger um, Geek Podcast, if you guys at home are not subscribed or listening to it, is an absolutely incredible ongoing series that Matt does. Uh, not a lot of episodes, unfortunately, because he puts so much damn research in Oh, them. yeah, does a lot but, of writing. Yeah, they are incredible uh, looks at pop culture and their effects on us and our um, psychology, really. Yeah, please definitely give Ginger Geek Pod a listen. Uh, Matt will be our guest spot for the next episode. The way that we will be doing it, which I'm sure we will also discuss next time, uh, Matt will be bringing a story to us. We do not know what that story is. He is going to pitch it to us in the episode. And for the first time, we will have to pitch a film, all three of us, around what he gives us during the episode. On the spot. (laughs) Um, So we hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. We hope you stick around for the next one. It will be our first guest spot. Uh, We will have plenty more to come. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Bother us on Twitter. Yeah. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Email us if you need to. Everywhere we're WDYG Podcast. You know, you you know the you know the the spin. We've uh, we've said this at the end of every episode, so you know you know what you're doing. Uh, every episode is someone's first. True. Like, subscribe, share, review. Send it to your friends. Send it to your family. Um, be safe. You know, uh, and above all, most importantly, I would like to say, vote. Vote like your lives and those of your friends depended on it. If you are doing mail-in ballots, please make sure you do it well before November 3rd. They must be postmarked before the day of the election, and our, our postal workers are working around the clock. Yes. But uh, are not doing so great. So uh, please so, participate. The yeah. last election had such a low turnout. I think this one 
This one has already had a record turnout due to mail-in ballots, actually. We're already at like 4 million votes or something like that. Democracy dies in apathy, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so please, you know, vote. That's that's all I'm going to say. I'm not. We're not going to get political. Vote. Follow us on WDYG Podcast at Twitter, Facebook, email. Share, like, subscribe everywhere you listen to us. Thanks again, guys. Hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you next time. I've been Rob. I've been Nick. And that's what we got. What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 